0: Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle podcast on a Sunday. We're doing a little bit different, doing a a later Sunday podcast so we can kind of get the week off started right. We're going to have Coach Harvey Hyde on the show today, answering your questions, talking about all the news and notes around USC football. I know you guys have a lot of questions, so we want to jump in and, and talk about all those. If you have questions for us, we definitely love to hear from you podcast at uscfootball.com that's our email address or you can leave us a voicemail 641-715-3900 extension eight one six six four six. that's our voicemail that's the, the message box number you need to leave a voicemail for try to keep it brief you can go to peristylepodcast.com from your web from uh, your browser on your device on your computer whatever and you can leave a voicemail on the left side of the page right from our webpage. and of course you can go to itunes.com Slash Peristyle Podcast. If you want to subscribe to the show, if you want to leave us a rating, lots of different ways to do that on iTunes.com slash Peristyle Podcast. All right, well, let's jump right in with the coach. How are you doing, sir? What's going on?
1: Thank you very much. And uh, I'm doing great. Happy holidays to everyone. Uh, here we go uh, with a great week and a great uh college bowl season. I'll tell you we had three bowls yesterday. And uh Pac twelve starts off two and oh. Close games go. Utah jumps up to 35-zip, and BYU comes back just to lose 35-28. And of course, Arizona jumps up on New Mexico, but holds on as New Mexico makes a run at them at the end. So the Pac-12, 10 teams that are in bowl games, two have won.
0: Not too bad a start for the Pac-12. 2-0, uh, and oh, we'll see five Pac-12 teams in there. Every one of them is favored, except I think one coach, and one's like a pick So it'll be interesting to see how the Pac-12 does this year. Two, two, they both, uh, both Pac-12 teams covered the spread as well. And I just want to thank our sponsor before we jump into the show, uh, sctickets.com, Southern California tickets. So they've been helping us out for years. Go to sctickets.com or give them a call at 1-800-888-7287. And so see if you need tickets for a concert, sporting event, you want to go to the theater. Of course, you want to go to the holiday Bowl, You can go to sctickets.com and they will hook you up. And, uh, coach, okay. So lots of stuff has been going on. There was kind of a dull, you know, a, a, a dead period, I guess you could say after the, uh, all the news that came out of the Pac-12 championship game. There was kind of like a lull and now it's starting to pick up again. USC's back at ball practice. And of course the big news, uh, coming that T Martin was named the offensive coordinator for USC. So, uh, we got to talk to him at practice on Saturday. So I probably saw that stuff up on uscfootball.com. and I wanted to get your thoughts on it because we had a question about it, and uh, it's kind of a statement question on voicemail, and then we'll kind of get your thoughts on the direction that USC went here. So let me play this for you, and then we'll get your thoughts.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, this is Daniel out of Los Angeles. Uh, I love the Perry style. This this statement is for uh, Ryan Abraham, Dan Weber. Coach, doesn't matter anyone can respond to my statement. I just want to mention that coaching hire of Keith Martin I think is a great Great coaching hire. Uh, I didn't know the guy was a had a 13-0 season, led Tennessee to a national championship back in 98, Fiesta Bowl after that, drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He also developed Randall Cobb down in Kentucky out of all places, the All-American uh, wide receiver coach. So Tennessee gives the guy a chance. Yeah, they're going to say he's a first-time guy, um, but he's been around. He knows what it takes to uh, have a championship offense uh, at this level. He's done it himself, behind center. So, I mean, the, the guy's developed a lot of players. He's you never know. He might be a hit. Coach T has been around for a while, so I think she's should give him a chance and uh you know he might be a hit. He came in under Lane Kiffin, we know that and all that, but uh now this is gonna be his offense and he's probably gonna have a lot of things to uh change around. But um I like to hire. You know, let's go get that defensive coordinator. Thanks guys.
1: Well thank you. Uh first of all, um let me start off by saying congratulations to T Martin. Uh, to be an offensive coordinator 37 years old at uh, USC after a never calling a play before that I know of as far as an offensive coordinator, and I really don't know what his style of uh, offense really is. Is it the one he played? Is the one that's currently being run by, uh, well, Clay Helton and Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian, almost the same offense, or what? But I want to congratulate him on being named the offensive coordinator. But sometimes... I love to say, you know, this is USC. And uh, I like to see a guy with a little gray hair get an opportunity that's been around for a while to be the offensive coordinator at USC. And I thought that maybe the thoughts were to go to more of a power type of offense, uh, such as Stanford or some form of Stanford's offense that USC used to run. And I don't know if this really goes in that direction. But again, I can't say what their thoughts are as far as what their offense is going to be but uh uh, you know my my feeling is is you don't learn at USC my feeling is is you come already not as a test pilot but a pilot that's flown before or a a guy that's uh done it and uh, I am somewhat skeptical as far as uh you know having a bunch of young guys again on the staff without having the experience or have been there with the lights on or having a purple heart or, or whatever yet. So until I see exactly what they're going to run and, 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 and what their thoughts are uh, philosophy-wise and are they going to be a running football team or are they going to be a ball cont- – what are they going to be, passing football team? I'm not sure. I know that in the releases and everything, they listed a lot of things that he has accomplished as far as players he's coached and developed, but, you know, those players are pretty good players. It's not hard to be a great coach when you have a Mark Easley and a Woods and a Schuster and, and some of these type of players, and when I've watched a passing game over the last two or three years, and I don't know who's been in charge of that, so I'm not going to uh, say, but I know that they certainly don't have a wide open passing game. They always throw to one receiver. They don't utilize the tight ends. They don't throw to the other receivers too much, and they don't have a draw on their offense that I've seen recently. Uh, are they going to be more of a gun type of team? Or are they going to be under center? These are all the questions that I'd like to have answered before it all starts. And, uh, you know, my feeling is I, I hope he went out play and searched the nation. There are outstanding recruiting uh, re- offensive coordinators available, especially in USC. There'll be a head coach that would give up his job. Uh, there would be to come to USC and be an offensive coordinator. And you saw it happen at Penn State. When the Fordham head coach just recently gave up his job to become the offensive coordinator at Penn State because, USC is USC. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's, it's now the big key to on the offensive side of the football. Who will be the offensive line coach? Uh, will Craig come back again? Who's a friend of, of, uh, T Martin? I don't know. But, you know, I know the type of coaching opportunity this is at USC. And I think Clay Helton is, is a great guy and Surrounding yourself with great people is part of being successful. And uh, I know T wants to be a head coach. And uh, is he ready to be an offensive coordinator? I hope so. Uh, maybe it would have been easier to name him associate head coach and uh, also maybe co-recruiting coordinator, which he's a supposedly a great recruiter. I don't know exactly. I'm not on the road knowing who he's recruiting. But what I call a great recruiter is somebody who can recruit to a school that doesn't attract great players. When you're at USC, you can attract great players because it's called USC. Now, he's brought in some great players. I don't know how much he's had to do with some of these players in recruiting, so I can't comment on that. But I know people have, uh, I think he got, what, the Pac-12 recruiting coach of the year or something a year or two ago. So I want to congratulate him. I want to be positive and I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what happens with the USC offense.
0: Hey, coach. Uh, so if you want to follow Coach Harvey Hyde on Twitter, you can go at Coach Harvey Hyde. You can follow me at Inside Troy. And I got a lot of, uh, people tweeting me about this when I talked about it. So I'm going to read one more question slash statement, uh, from our buddy Brian and then I'm going to give you my thoughts too. And then you can kind of weigh in as well, coach, because I, I want to, you know, kind of explain my position on this. People were saying I was being pessimistic and all this kind of stuff. Um, so let me, I'll read you what Brian's saying and then I'll kind of give you my thoughts. So he says, what's good, Ryan? Brian from BHAM, SC fan and SCC country, weighing in on T as the new offensive coordinator. Wanted to get both Car- coach Harvey Hyde and your thoughts on this one. I know T doesn't have the experience, uh, or is not the star name that everyone wanted. However, he has to start somewhere. Answer this for me. If Helton does give a T, doesn't give T a chance to prove he can do it, then who should? Should he take a step down, gain experience, then come back once he's proven himself? I'll give you a short answer there. Yes. Um, what if he's really good at it? My point is, my point is this. Without opportunity, there is no experience. I was given an opportunity to prove what I can do in my career without having experience. Now I'm great at what I do. Should I have turned down the opportunity because I I didn't have the experience to start with? That last statement was rhetorical. Go Trojans and fight on. And so let me, I'll give you some thoughts, coach, of what was going on here is, I, I think Clay Helton's a great guy. Love him. It's been fun covering him. And I, he's just, he's really fun to work with. T Martin, the same thing. And one of my favorite dudes on the staff, like just always fun. My wife went to Tennessee. He's a hero to her. He's been nothing but nice and it's been awesome having him around the program and being able to interview him. He's always very candid and love what he does. My issue here is, yes, I think you need to be given an opportunity to get that experience. He has zero experience calling plays at the college level, so do you should you get that first experience ever? Should his first ever offensive play call be in Jerry World against Alabama? You would think that's something if you went back to Kentucky or someplace else that's a step down or so and you're given the opportunity there, then yeah, I think that's a a reasonable thing now, if say Urban Meyer hired T. Martin at Ohio State to be the offensive coordinator. There's a system in place. There's a whole bunch there support, and you have a, an established head coach doing that. Now you're having a rookie offensive coordinator who's never called a play, and it's not really about call, just about calling plays. You're developing the offense too, and I know Clay Helton will have a hand in that. But you have a rookie head coach. This will be his first year. People say, "Well, he's coached eight or nine games." This is his first. It will be his first game with his guys, his staff, you know, uh, his own recruiting class coming in. All of that. This will be his first time. So he's going to be a rookie head coach in 2016, no matter how you look at it. So for me, coach, it's just riskier. It's not that Clay Helton might be the greatest head coach ever. T. Martin might be the greatest offensive coordinator ever. We do not know that. And going out and hiring an experienced head coach or an experienced offensive coordinator, or someone that's done it before, certainly does not guarantee success. Getting a big name does not guarantee success. But in my opinion, and all I've been trying to say is, you are taking a big risk by hiring someone with no head coaching experience, in my opinion. And you, 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 uh, make that risk. It's it, the, the risk grows exponentially by bringing in an offensive coordinator who's never called a play before. You are increasing that risk. It's riskier, in my opinion, to have a rookie head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator. Maybe one or the other, but having both makes it even more riskier. In my opinion, I don't, it doesn't mean he can't succeed, but I think if you hired someone with more experience, like coach said, someone with a, you know, a few gray hairs, it, you, you have a better chance of it. It's less risky. Nothing's foolproof. Nothing is, but in my opinion, uh, for Brian, yeah, I think T Martin might be a great offensive coordinator someday, but should he get his first chance at USC? Now he will. We'll find, now we know it's done. We're going to find out. But to me, the people that were saying on Twitter, I love T, I love clay, but you have two rookie guys in these positions, and to me, it's just a bigger risk. I don't know what your thoughts are, Coach.
1: Well, uh, I sort of said that, Ryan, when, when I did it. Uh, I think that, as I mentioned to you, uh, coaching at USC is is a great opportunity for anyone. And uh, normally, to go to USC and to be a part of the SC staff, first of all, you got to be good at everything you do. To be a coordinator at USC has mean you've got to be great at what you do. And you've got to be able to prove yourself as far as on another level or as a, at another university or as a head football coach who's been a coordinator to be able to assume that type of responsibility. It's not easy. It's not easy putting together an offense. It's not easy calling offensive plays on adjustable defenses that adjust all the time. And you, you, you need to practice that as you do anything else in life. You don't automatically get a feel on doing certain things until you really have practiced it and done it. Now he was a great football player, won a national championship, but that didn't mean you're going to be great at other things. It's the same thing. It always proves that, uh, that there's been a lot of great head coaches that never played football. So I'm just saying that at USC, Clay Helton needs to surround himself around coaches that he doesn't have to coach. He needs to turn things over to people, but he's seen them do it. He believes in their philosophy. He knows what philosophy they have. He sits down with that person and decides who should surround him as far as his offensive line coach, his running back coach, his receiver coach, whoever that might be. So they they build it with a foundation, first of all, of the philosophy of who I am, what I bring here, and then who can coach these positions from tight end to offensive line, so that you bring strength in what that philosophy is. So I'm just saying that when you're 37 years old, it's very difficult to have done a lot to understand exactly what it takes to be a great coordinator, but you haven't done it. Now, there are great coordinators who are young. I was a head football coach at 25 years old at a community college because I was at the right place, at the right time, at the right place. But that doesn't mean I didn't learn on the job. That didn't mean that that I was good at what I did. That meant that I was fortunate of being where I was at that time. That didn't mean I was the best coach for the job, but I was fortunate to have that opportunity. And obviously, luckily, it worked out. But you know, this is this is not passing City College. This is USC. So I want the best for Clay Helton. I want the best for all the Trojan fans. I want the best to happen, and I think that you can get. Guys that have been in battle before. And, and this, this, I'll just let put it to you this way. This, this hiring surprised me. And if he was definitely that talented, how come he didn't name him two weeks ago when he got the job?
0: Coach, yeah. And so it's, it's been interesting on Twitter. I don't know if you've been tweeting much about it. I didn't see you tweet no. a ton about it, but I was. And so I'm kind of getting in arguments, which I probably shouldn't do, but you do. And, and fans are like, oh, you're being too pessimistic. He's going to be awesome. They just don't want to, to hear about but there's the problem there's the other side of it too the people that are very negative uh on the hire and really don't like it and it's just kind of for them they're kind of there's like on the message boards coach we have like the quote-unquote sunshine pumpers who just doesn't matter whatever whatever everything's awesome no matter what and then there's the doom and gloomers that every you know they could have hired pete carroll and had chip kelly as his offensive coordinator and they would have been upset so there's kind of a little bit both here i wanted to read you a couple of uh, more emails just kind of there's there's definitely fans on the other side of this too percy wrote in and said mr hayden i've watched usc football since i was in middle school believe heavily in the run game never done drugs don't smoke and everyone likes me can i have a job please what's going on up there am i, am I the only one thinking next season could be a disaster uh so that was from percy and then PJ and Mission Viejo says, great work on all the coverage from USC football this season. You, tru- you truly are the hardest working reporter on the beat. Well, thank you. Thank you, PJ. He said, I'm writing to ask uh, if you, if one of your guests could explain the recent hirings of Clay Helton and promoting of T. Martin. When Sark was fired, I was optimistic that the once great program fi- was finally turning a corner. It looks like Pat Hayden actually made another lazy hire. Now Helton's making another uninspiring hire for his offensive coordinator. USC is not a place where coaches can learn on the job, this shows me that the era of the administration and coaches aren't reaching for championships, merely hiring friends. Now, why would the nation's best assistants come to work for a program clearly trending down and under the thumb of a novice coaching staff? Thank you, PJ and Mission Viejo. So you can see those two emails, coach, are kind of the opposite ends of what the the first voicemail and first email were.
1: Right, you're going to have different opinions, my opinion, your opinion, uh, you uh, as listeners, your opinion. But I, I somewhat say, what have they changed? All they did was juggle the staff around. So it's still basically the same staff that was there with Lane Kiffin and now Steve Sarkeesian just in different positions. One's a head coach and one's a coordinator. So it's very interesting to me to see what's going to happen next because uh, – you know, you, you, you want to see people have talked about being physical. People have talked about different things. Well, you know, you want to see myself, as I've said, when I came in or when I make a change, I make a change to make the program better and stronger. And I almost clean house everywhere to start over, even if the same guys I need to hire, because I want them to work for me and not be a hole over from another coach. I want them to know that you're working for me and I'm the one you work for, and this is the way it is. I don't want to be told, well, if you don't hire me, I'm leaving. And I don't know if that happens, so I shouldn't even use that example. But, you know, uh, you can't get yourself in a position where you don't have great coaches around you. And right now, currently, there's been nothing but juggling of the staff. And I want to know what improvements are going to be there, because obviously it's the same offense they ran before. And, uh, I wasn't impressed. You've heard me say I don't think the offense fits the personnel of the quarterbacks, first of all. Because they're not athletic quarterbacks. So are they going to change the offense? I don't know. I certainly hope they do. And another question, too, is why wouldn't you give him a shot at the bowl game calling the place? I mean, if he's that good, let him call it. He knows the offense. Let him get, get into, get into, uh, what he's going to do for a living. So I don't know. These are just questions I throw out there. and. And, uh, of course, uh, you have your opinions. I have mine. But, again, as I said, I want everybody to understand this. I'm not being negative. I'm just being honest on my opinion. And I want to wish them the best of luck. And, and of course, uh, T. Martin, the best of luck in his new position. I, I was just surprised of the hiring. Now, that's all I can say. I'm very surprised.
0: Yeah. No, and I agree with you, Coach. Same thing. I'm not, you know, we're not trying to be overly negative. I know there's a lot of fans that are overly negative about this. Just, you know, issuing the concerns. There's concerns, big decisions, and these are all been big decisions. I think a big one will be, Coach, the defensive coordinator, of course. Um, I mean, that's going to be – looks like it's going to be someone from the outside coming in. I I mean, I guess, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at just about anything right now. You said you were surprised about higher. hire. It's hard to be surprised by some of the decisions made around the USC football program lately. But I think that one, Coach, will be – because Clay Helton's taken over, you know, I, I don't think people are as, would be as upset with, you know, an, you know, hiring from within as far as the offensive staff goes. But I think the fans really, especially now after promoting T Martin, really want a big name defensive coordinator. I'm not sure what the fallout's going to be if they, you know, like name Peter Sermon or whatever, who's the, now, we, we talked to Peter Sermon today at practice, actually, and he said that Clay Helton asked him to, um, you know, be the defensive coordinator for the bowl game and go back to being the linebacker coach and recruiting coordinator. But he's also said he was going to evaluate everyone. So, you know, that there's potential there for him to get the job. I would think they go outside. And to me, coach, that's a, that's a really big deal. They need to get a more aggressive defensive coordinator in there. And maybe if they get a big one, some of the fans will be appeased a little bit and not, not worry as much about the offensive staff.
1: Well, I think you got to get more aggressive in hiring your coaches personally. You gotta get this done. You gotta move on. You can't dwell on this forever, and I hope he's done that. If it is, if he's got his defensive coordinator and he can't announce him because he's working at another school, okay, fine. Uh, is he gonna keep the same straight coach? The same, is he gonna keep all the same? What, what's the deal? I mean, uh, if you're gonna keep the same straight coach, then obviously just make the statement, this is what we're gonna do, because I look at it always as, you know, you need your people in every part of that program. As far as, were you big enough? Were you strong enough? Is it the type of strength program you like? Or is it a different type of strength program? These are all the different things that a head coach is responsible for. As far as the style of offense you're going to play and, and the type of athlete you want. is our, Was our athletes too heavy? Were they in shape? Do they have endurance? Uh, do we need more agility in our drills? These are all the type of things you have to decide on the defensive side of the football. Are we physical enough? All the different things that you need to do in making the decision on what offense, what defense, what strength coach, and all of the above. And uh, you know, you gotta move on and you gotta get this stuff done. Hey, national letter of Intent is February the third, okay? Guys are gonna start committing in these these all star games. What is it? January third or fourth they're gonna start committing, yeah. verbally commit. That doesn't mean anything, but isn't that right, Ryan? Yeah,
0: they start early January is when the bowl games are the
1: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got to move on. You got to get some players. Uh, you know, I don't care who you are as a coach. Uh, you give me a great player. I'll be pretty good. You give me a coach that's average. I'm not a very good coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I'm just telling you now, you got to look at the overall philosophy of what I saw last year offensively. You've heard me talk about it. What I saw defensively. You've heard me talk about it. And so far, I haven't seen any change. That just, Basically, what I'm saying, as far as it looks as though they're running the same offense, yeah. apparently, because I didn't hear any statement that we're going to change or do something differently. And defensively, I have no idea what they're going to run because they haven't not- notified anybody or what they're going to go to, four man in front three man in front, whatever. Uh, so, you know, I think you got to make these type of statements and get going in recruiting and everything else for your program.
0: Yeah. Well, coach, we got two more questions. Uh, they're both from Bart in Greenbrae, uh, California. I'm not sure where that is. He's cla- USC class of 1983. Uh, the first one you kind of mentioned about the style of quarterback play. He said, can we finally have a mobile quarterback to level the playing field? Max Brown is good as a pro style QB. Cody is great in pro style too, but he got sacked so many times this year. It was painful to watch. Sam Darnold or Jalen Green might be better options than Max. Jalen can improve his throwing touch and looks like a great leader to me. What do you think about that?
1: Who did he say looks like a great leader? Who? Uh,
0: Jalen Green. He thought so okay. he could improve well, his throwing touch.
1: Yeah, well, Well. let me tell you. With the current offense, they are currently running. Current offense, Green would be the, would be the quarterback to go with. He's the one that can run. Uh, the other ones uh, are not, you know, uh, the Kaisers. Does the UFC have a Kaiser uh, as far as uh, a, a great athlete playing kind of quarterback? Not, not, not really a running type of quarterback. I, I hope they're the throwing type of quarterbacks. But look how Kaiser's developed now, the Notre Dame quarterback, into being able to throw the football. So you've got to run offenses and defenses that fit your personnel and the style of athlete they are. Max Brown is a great pro style quarterback. So is Sam Darnold. Now Sam Darnold can scramble around a bit, but is he that Kaiser type of athlete? Is he a four five athlete? No. Is 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 Green? Maybe Green's four seven, four six five. Hey, you got to have what you call the twelfth man when you run that offense. And that's what the quarterbacks are. You can't account for them in the defense when everybody's doing everything, you can't account for that quarterback. You saw Cody Kessler keep the ball one time against UCLA and lumber into the end zone, okay? He lumbered into that. <laughs> when you have a guy that's running 4-5, four, 4-6, four, he's gone. And you better watch the backside, and you better watch the option, and you better take care of the, run, the run, zone read and all of this. But this guy's liable to be carrying the ball on a quarterback draw, or a power-off tackle. Well, USC doesn't have those type of quarterbacks. Not that they aren't great in the style that they can play in, but put them in that. Put them in something that fits their skills. And that's all I'm saying. And and what they're doing now, I I would have to agree. Now, Matt Fink coming in. Isn't it Matt or Mark? Matt? Matt Fink?
0: Matt Fink, yeah.
1: Yeah. Coming in, runs pretty good. But, uh, is he the Kaiser type of, of running athlete? And to me, at USC, if you're going to run this offense, there's no reason why you shouldn't have one of those types of athletes. No reason like the Clemson quarterback and these others. That's who should be running that type of offense. If that's what you're going to run.
0: Uh, coach, you have one last one and then we'll, uh, we'll let you go here. It's a little harsh. Um, he's very critical of USC wide receiver Stephen Mitchell. So I'll read you what his thoughts are. And uh, we actually, and just to let you know, Isaac Whitney was out at practice today, so it looks like he can, uh, you know, be contributing to, uh, for the bowl game. But he says, "Why was there no criticism this year of Stephen Mitchell's failure to break wide open, score more TDs, and about his inability to hold on to contested futbol- footballs while attending the Pac-12 championship game? I saw Mitchell disappear again." proving that he's not a big-game player. Uh, why did we not see much more of the explosive Deontay Burnett and the amazing Daquan Hampton? Does Coach Hyde agree that Stephen Mitchell, and this is all in caps, needs to sit in the Holiday Bowl? Do you think Isaac Whitney will be great next year of healthy? Thanks for your tremendous show and all of your hard work. Beat Wisconsin, and that's Bart. Well,
1: thank you. Uh, first of all, I don't think, Steve Mitchell has really recovered 100%. I don't think he's at 100%. Ryan, you saw him in high school. I saw him in high school. He's a freak. He's a great player. He's uh another Dory Jackson. When you say he was close to an Dory Jackson in high school, tell me.
0: Yeah, very very electric, and we just kind of haven't seen that. But I mean, I mean to be fair though, I don't think any other receiver outside of Juju Smith has stepped up, and they haven't used any of them consistently. So. Yeah, Deontay Burnett had a good game or two, but hasn't done much. It's—I wouldn't say it's just all on Stephen Mitchell. He, like Coach said, doesn't look as explosive. But they haven't had anyone step up and be the number two guy. And I don't know if it's the receivers or that you know the the plays are always going to Juju. There's something missing, Coach, to me. I—I I wouldn't put it all on Stephen Mitchell.
1: No, I agree 100. Uh, percent You've heard me talk about this, Darius Rogers. When they threw him the ball, he made some great catches for touchdown. But they don't spread the field. How many balls did the tight end cost? Caught, yeah. They ran that play action pass, and he caught a corner out three, three times out of. Well, he scored four touchdowns on out of ten receptions. I mean, you're not utilizing the tight end and the field and the middle of the field, and your athletes. You're concentrating the last five or six years. It's been a one receiver offense. Lee, Schuster, Lee, Woods, catching the balls. The other ones are just occasional receivers. For some reason, and I don't know, and I'm not saying it's all Cody, but you've got to be able to look at all your receivers and catch the football, all of them. And how about a draw? Or how about a screen? Or how about something that completes the package? I just don't see it. I mean, you don't have to run a lot of plays. All you have to do is run them well and take advantage of what defenses are doing to you. So I don't think it's Stevie Mitchell either. I don't think it's Darius Rogers. I don't think it's any of the athletes. The athletes are the best athletes that you can recruit. It's what you're doing with them and what system you put them in and the confidence you have in them and what you need to do to get it done. So I think it's more or less the system that it is the athletes right now currently as far as making sure they're all, you understand they're all great athletes and and you share the love a little bit. And and if somebody gets mad because they're not catching 14 passes or 7 passes, I don't think these guys feel that way. I think they've been made to feel that way in a way because the last several years, a receivers caught 60, 70, 80, 100 balls during the season. I think also it beats up those receivers. And I think that when you watch them go into the NFL, they've struggled in the NFL because of the number of passes and the number of times they've been hit in college football. So I think you've got to give that opportunity to everyone to be a part of the offensive plan. Uh, I haven't seen anybody let down. I mean, I cannot understand Connor Spears between you and I. Ryan, let me ask you. In the spring last year, (laughs) Connor I, Spears, who is the best tight end on the field?
0: First of all, I like between you and I we're on a podcast. But yes. Uh no, I thought no. Connor was I thought Connor was.
1: Yeah, and then he doesn't even play. Yeah. So there's gotta be a reason for that. And and they not like they're stockpile with tight ends. They're not tight ends. We've talked about what a tight end is, my version of a tight end, is somebody that's six six, six seven, six eight, two hundred and sixty pounds. That blocks off tackle and gives you the run. Plus, he outmans you in the secondary. You don't even want to tackle him when he catches the pass. So that's what a tight end is to me. So not a basketball player or a big receiver. I, I like to, you know, tight end to me or is somebody that that follows through with the name tight end.
0: Well coach, great stuff. It was a fun show on a Sunday, so I hope everyone enjoyed that. And uh we'll we look forward to talking to you again. Uh next week's time. We'll have to figure out with Christmas and all that stuff. But we'll we'll chat offline and we'll make sure we get a show and stuff going. But uh thanks very much for uh coming on and uh sharing all your stuff.
1: Thanks, uh thanks, Ryan. And for everybody out there, you may remember it's just our opinion. You have an opinion, everybody has an opinion, and we want to thank you for being a part of our show. We enjoy being with you once a week. Thank you.
0: We definitely do, coach, and uh thank you for that. And everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in to the Parastyle podcast. I think we'll do another one with Dan Weber. Uh, this week talking about bowl practices and stuff. Maybe we'll do a recruiting one. I'm not really sure. We'll kind of figure it out. It's a weird, weird week with the holidays and everything. So we'll get you as many as we can, but hope you guys enjoyed this show and we will talk to you next time. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287, 1-800-888-7287, that's 1-800-888-7287, or visit us on the web at sctickets.com, SC Tickets, concert, Sports, and Theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com.